Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, finding your marketable skills in surprising places. This is an amazing statistic. The single biggest creator of millionaires in America is the dry cleaning industry. There's not a lot of creativity there. There's a lot of hard work, but it is a, a successful business for creating family wealth, but it doesn't require creativity. From the president on down, policymakers talk about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship as an important part of our economy, as do many of our business leaders and people concerned about growing the economy. But what makes somebody an entrepreneur? Our next guest has a lot of experience and insight in that. Gene Rickers is a well-known investor, mentor, executive. He's been part of the D.C. tech community for a long time and seen it grow. Gene, thanks for taking the time to join us. Glad to be here. I'm looking forward to it. Gene, by your estimation over your career here, how many entrepreneurs do you think you've met? I've had the good fortune to meet literally thousands of entrepreneurs. I've listened to many thousands of investor presentations and worked closely with a lot of entrepreneurs. So I think it's fair to say you've seen a few behaviors that uh, they tend to cluster around. What are the traits of uh, successful entrepreneurs that you tend to see cluster? There are a lot of traits that uh, correspond with the success in entrepreneurship, but I think a lot of people can be entrepreneurs, but the key is to understand yourself. If you really understand yourself, and frankly, a lot of people fail that test, you can figure out what kind of entrepreneur you can be. You know, For example, um, are you really good at working with customers? You love working with customers, but you really hate hiring and firing people. Maybe you should be an entrepreneur in the form of being an individual consultant. That can be a great career, but you shouldn't go build a business where you have to hire and fire people. Another example would be, You really have a great vision for your business, but the last thing you're going to tolerate is any outside input. You don't want to listen to anybody else giving you feedback. You're not going to collaborate with anybody. If that's the case, don't raise outside venture capital because they are going to be involved in your business. If you think you can raise money from professional investors and not have them involved in your business, you're wrong. The flip side is if you want to raise that kind of money and you will collaborate, professional investors should be able to provide great value to your business. So it's really understanding your behaviors. So it sounds to me like um, self-awareness is a trait that uh, you value in entrepreneurs. Is that the trait that's uh, most likely to be an indicator that somebody's going to be successful? Or are there other traits that when you see them in an entrepreneur, you say, that's somebody who's going to succeed? I think self-awareness leads to understanding somebody's traits in in many ways. It's about Are they creative? Are they a risk taker? Are they a leader or a follower? Do they have the persistence and determination to build a business? Uh, Do they have an ego that can drive them to success or an ego that can get in the way of success? Do they tolerate ambiguity and chaos that can go with building a fast-paced business? Do they learn uh, and, and adjust to change or not? And if you understand these traits about yourself, you can figure out how successful you'll be as an entrepreneur in different businesses. So for example, if you want to be an entrepreneur, but you really aren't creative, there are lots of businesses out there that don't require creativity. This is an amazing statistic. The single biggest creator of millionaires in America is the dry cleaning industry. There's not a lot of creativity there. There's a lot of hard work, but it is a a successful business for creating family wealth, but it doesn't require creativity. That's one example. Sounds to me like 
self-awareness and some of those other attributes are very important. You haven't mentioned one that uh, I often see and look for in people, which is empathy. What about the role of empathy in entrepreneurship? It's a great point. I think there are people out there who uh, really understand uh, others, really understand and can, and can uh, value and understand the issues of their customers and their employees and society overall and can really affect those groups. And there are people who are oblivious to it. And it's interesting that it's, it's easy to say that great empathy will lead to great success. I don't think that's an automatic, actually. I think people who sometimes are um, a little bit oblivious to um, uh, some, some issues may actually drive change in a constructive way because they may not listen to the feedback so well and that they may look over the horizon in a way that the rest of us are too colored by listening to everybody around us saying, no, 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 that's not going to work. That's not going to work. You're wrong. Society won't adopt that. Um, so it's an interesting balancing act. Uh, and, and so maybe the, the line to draw there is how does your empathy really affect your business? You need to, assuming you're building a larger business, you need to be empathetic and understand your employees, but maybe sometimes you shouldn't listen to the market so well, even though people normally say you should. So as you look at your own career, you've been a business founder, you've been a hired gun, you've been an investor, a mentor. Where was that moment in your career where you found your winning strategy for life? What was your core entrepreneurial characteristic that propelled you? What I learned about myself over time was that I am not the person who's going to come up with the next great creative invention. What I developed was a, a set of skills that, that those kind of people valued. I was great at helping the inventors of the world. I was great at helping them figure out, figure out how to get to a market, how to sell on a market, how to finance a business, how to organize uh, a company, uh, and, and how to build it, and, and coaching them in a constructive way. Um, and that's what led me into the venture capital business. I, used, I did all of those things as an executive in companies, and then I did it in a greater way in, in more than one at a time in the venture capital world. So I feel like over time I got a lot smarter about understanding myself and what I was good at. I had explored being an entrepreneur and really starting a business, uh, a creative kind of business early in my career, and I just never found the right spark, the right idea. But when I found, ultimately, I found the right people to join, and that's what really led to my career taking off. And, you know, cutting through it, it sounds like you were really self-aware also. Last question for you. Um, I am often asked by entrepreneurs who are in the middle of it, everybody's so persistent as an entrepreneur. They ask me, when do you know when it's time to stop? It is such a hard question. Uh, I, there are so many times in an entrepreneurial journey where there are clues that you should stop. You know, you're almost out of money. The first uh, version of your product in itself, uh, customer feedback isn't what you expect. A key employee quit. And I have seen so many companies succeed. I have been in companies that have succeeded, have succeeded wildly, have gone public after surviving events like that. So it is really hard. And part of it is comes down to, frankly, the, the and importantly, the personal issues in that decision. You know, what is your personal risk tolerance? We all 
have to weigh that. But at some point, the risk just gets too high. You know, you took all the money out of your retirement's account, a retirement account and half of the equity out of your house. Do you want to take the other half of the equity out of your house? Maybe you can't. So at the end of the day, entrepreneurs begin and end their business the same way by making personal decisions. I really believe that that's a lot of it. Gene, thanks for taking the time to share your knowledge with us. It was really, really useful. I'm sure many entrepreneurs are going to benefit from it. Gene Rickers, everybody. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And a huge thank you to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. Please get in touch with us for sponsorship opportunities. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and please rate the podcast. This helps us spread the word about the interesting stories we're telling on what's working in Washington. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on this show. Tweet us at at what's working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening.